Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, studio audience. That does not exist. We are coming to you deep from the bowels of the large-scale communication complex, and it is Friday, New Testament Friday. So glad you're here, and we have the big reveal for you of who is the mystery person that has been delivering, sending us Wake Up to the Word t-shirts. I got one on, there's one back there, and I have another red one too. So, <coughs> didn't use my cough button. Uh, but uh, before I do that, before I reveal that to you, let me tell you, next week's Bible reading for May the 12th, says Matthew 10 on your Bible reading reading plan. That should say Matthew 16. It's a typo, okay? So we got Matthew 15 and Mark 7 today. Next week is Matthew 16 and Mark 8, okay? So make that note on your paper so you read the right chapter. And if you do not have the Bible reading plan, chronological Bible reading plan, go to www.wakeuptotheword.org and you can sign up for one. I'll email it right to you. So uh, go just scroll down and put your name in there. And uh, also, that's where you find Jeff's stack of stuff, where you can find out all the websites and papers that I put up there for your own viewing pleasure, so you can learn to do the research yourself, okay? So, all right, let's uh, get ready. Let's get ready to rumble! Here we go into the word. Oh, 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 oh. We didn't give the reveal, did we? Hmm. Isn't that funny? I'll give it to you at the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Mar Matthew 15. Um, with, between this, this uh, Matthew 15 and Mark chapter 7, uh, there's a lot of duplication here. So um, this one, uh, uh, Traditions and Commandments, that we're going to teach on here in Matthew 15 uh, is also in uh, Mark 7. So I'm going to just teach right here. Uh, the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, what do, you, what do your disciples, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands before they eat. And he answered them, why do you break the commandments of God for the sake of your traditions? For God commanded, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, and he goes on to tell them, you're, you are, <clears throat> you are, let me get a drink, you are not honoring your parents, and you're teaching others not to honor their parents, and and yet you are trying to point out that we're not doing the smallest little thing. My disciples are not doing the smallest little thing, and that concerns you when you are breaking the large commandments. But then he quotes, <clears throat> he says, You hypocrites, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts 
their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines and commandments of men. That's from Isaiah 29, verse 13. But um, Jesus is pointing out to them that they are hypocrites. They are teaching people, but they, they, they're far from God. They're doing it for the power. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it so they look good. They're not trying to point to the Messiah. They're not trying to point to the Father. They're, they're, all they're doing is maintaining and keeping the law for themselves. The next thing that Jesus talks about is what defiles a person, and this is also in Mark. So we're not. We're just going to cover this here. We're not going to cover it again when we get to Mark. But this is a really cool portion of scripture. I'm going to read through it. It says, and uh, and he called the people to him, and he said to them, "Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This this defiles a person." Then the disciples came and said to him, "Do you know that the Pharisees were offended?" When they heard this saying, and he answered, Every plant that my father that my heavenly father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he says, Are you also still without understanding? He says, Pay attention, pay attention, people. You should be getting this by now. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defiles a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So here's the deal. He's talking about the heart. Jesus is talking about the heart. And this is the world that we live in right now. That people have hearts of murder and adultery and sexual immorality and theft. The thievery going on is crazy. A false witness, just lying. Just lying and slandering about people and not feeling bad about it at all. Uh, it's unbelievable to me that you could just tell a falsehood about somebody. Slander them and not feel bad about it at all. I do not understand, I do not understand this thinking. I, yes, exactly. I, good button. I don't understand, and this is just a heart of evil. It's, it's a heart that's not regenerated by the Savior. And the enemy is moving and moving consistently within our culture, within our land, across the world, and this is happening more and more and more. And people need to understand what God, that God can change their heart. That, that Jesus Christ came and paid the penalty for their sin. We need to share our faith a lot more often. And um, so Jesus is just trying to express to them that it, the food is not the issue. And, and we know there's tons of dietary laws within the, the culture uh, and, and uh, within the law of Israel. And, and, and lots of people stick to the legalism, stick to the legalism. This is what we have to do. It's, it's legalistic. Jesus was walking the law 
when he was there. Remember, we've talked about this. Jesus lived under the law. His entire lifetime was under the law. When he was living, the new covenant was not in place yet. He lived completely under the old covenant while trying to still point us to the new covenant. So that's why there's a lot of uh, oddities that occur. There's a lot of things that he says that seem legalistic because he was still living under the law and still leading people under the law and still trying, not trying, he was still obeying the law, fulfilling the law, and still trying to lead people that way, but also pointing them to the new covenant that was to come. The grace that was coming. This is not easy to wrap your head around. It's not easy to, 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 to pull this out of scripture. But if you can start off looking that way, that Jesus lived under the law, all the people that he was ministering to, that he was uh, testifying to, lived under the law, he himself lived under the law. He lived a perfect sinless life under the law and then was also pointing people to the new covenant of grace that was to come. What a balancing act that was. But only Jesus could do it. And that's why Adam couldn't do it. Only Jesus, the God-man, could do it. The next portion of scripture is uh, the faith of a Canaanite woman. Uh, Jesus, not in... Uh, not in um, uh, uh, Israel proper. Uh, he went and withdrew uh, to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out with and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Son, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. <clears throat> now this is part of our um, part of our uh, spiritual geography uh, that's going on um, that from the time of Babel uh, and the uh, rebelling Elohim, the rebelling uh, uh, divine council members that, that were sent to lead the, the nations, um, in Jesus beginning again with his own nation of Israel, uh, they've been leading people astray. They've been, they've been, uh, uh, working with uh, demons and uh, powers and rulers and principalities and 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 the uh, rebelling uh, divine council members have been leading them astray and there's been demonic oppression and this is all outside the land of Israel now Jesus has come to Israel he's come to uh to to let the Israel know that the kingdom of God is at hand. And this explains his response to this woman. So he says, uh, But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. <clears throat> Obviously, she's creating a scene. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's where he was sent. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Israel, at this point, is the only family that God has. He started, he's restarting with the family, with the nation of Israel. He is not um, 
not inviting the other nations in at this point. And so, and then she says, um, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. In Mark, the quote says, uh, the, the dogs get the crumbs that the children drop. Um, <clears throat> so Jesus allows the, woman, the woman's daughter to be healed. He heals the woman's daughter, I should, I should re reiterate. And, and he sends a message to the region outside of Israel. Just like the demon, when he was when he was uh, in the other area, he, he said, "What what do you have to do with us? Why are you here? We we know you came for Israel. You're this holy one of God, and and na Israel is your nation. This you shouldn't have anything to do with us." And so uh, this is the same kind of geographic spiritual geography that's going on. Jesus comes back for Israel, but then will take the nations back, okay? But he starts with Israel because Israel was his chosen nation. Uh, Jesus heals many. He went, up, he went up from there, walked beside the Sea of Galilee and went up to the mountain and sat down. Again, mountains, we have mountain structure that's going on. We have mountains that, uh, that Jesus goes up on to be close to God. And this mountains and gardens are the places that, that, that Jesus goes um, as God has created mountains and gardens as those sacred <laughs> spaces. My goodness. And great crowds came and, and um, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, many others, and they put at his feet and he healed them. So that the crowd wondered, wondered when they saw the mute speak, the crippled healthy, and the lame walk, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. All these little notes that are in there. Then Jesus came down. Then when Jesus uh, saw all the people, he says 4,000. This is the same kind of miracle as when he fed the 5,000. But there's 4,000 people. Um, he had seven, uh, uh, seven loaves and a few small fish. And he did the same miracle. He gave thanks and fed all the people. And they took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces that were left over. And after that, sending them away, uh, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Uh, so uh, from there, we go to Mark. Mark chapter 7. And there's one other section in there in Mark chapter 7 that was not repeated. Um, as we look at Mark chapter 7, the traditions and the commandments, breaking the traditions, even the quote from Isaiah is there. What defiles a person is there. The woman, uh, the woman of great faith from uh, the Canaanite woman. Here it says this Syrophoenician woman. Um, and and here, here's the only part that's unique to 7 from Matthew 15. And this is he heals a deaf man, a very specific healing from the group of healings that Jesus had done. Uh, then he he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon and Galilee, the region of the Pacalus. This is the same uh, journey that he traveled. 
uh, as listed in Matthew, and they brought to him a man who was deaf and had speech impediment and, and begged him to uh, lay his hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his finger into his ear and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, <laughs> that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. <clears throat> and Jesus charged them to tell no one. And of course, we know how well that always turns out. Tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure. He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Now Jesus is doing these physical healings. He's 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 both raising people from the dead in Lazarus. He's healing people of all diseases, many diseases, um, healing sicknesses, and and spiritually, how we can look at this is. He wants to open our ears. He wants us to hear the truth. He wants us to be able to speak and tell people plainly and clearly who he is, that he has done great things. And he can open your ears for you to hear the full gospel, to learn it, to receive it, to take it in, and to be able to express it. And like I was talking about earlier, the world has gone crazy. Uh, the enemy is moving in. He's, he's pulling hearts towards darkness. And we need to bring the light. We need to hear the word clearly. We need to speak the word plainly. And uh, that's what I'm going to bring you today. And the final thing I'm going to tell you... I hit the wrong button. The final thing I'm going to tell you. Who bought me the shirts? Well, I discovered it in the last one that came. I opened it up and there was a packing slip inside. In the packing slip, there was a name. There was a name on who ordered it. And that name was our friend, Jane. You're caught, Jane. And I know we've texted since you're seeing this. But thank you for hanging in there. This has been Wake Up to the Word, New Testament Friday. And we are so glad that you joined us. And uh, tune in again when we will come back uh, next week for Old Testament Thursday. And remember, your New Testament, you have make a change. Make a change on your reading plan. It's not Matthew 10 on May the 12th. It's Matthew 16, it's a typo, so fix that, and Mark 8, so for next week, next Friday. But keep reading the word, keep sharing the word, and wake up every morning to the word, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Have a great day.